Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Radio Play Revival. New York City, the 1990s. A mouse caught in a glue trap causes three roommates to discuss the meaning of life, death, yuppiedom, karma, and the harsh reality of their place on the food chain. Groundswell Theatricals and Josh Johnston present a Radio Play Revival production of Bachelor Holiday by Alan Ball. Starring, in order of speaking, Boyd Gaines reading stage directions, Vincent Rodriguez III as Ford, Brandon Michael Hall as Norris, and Josh Johnston as Hunter. Bachelor Holiday. A dining room. All that's really necessary is a dinette table and a couple of chairs, preferably of the Jetsons variety, but any kind that suggests a house of deadbeats will do. Lights up on Ford folding laundry. After a moment, Norris enters groggily. He stares pointedly at Ford. What? Are you really folding your underwear? Yes. You are a total dick. Thank you. You know, when you stop and think about it, you probably spend about 11 years of your life doing laundry, right? A year and a half of that just folding your underwear when nobody ever sees it. And when you put it on, it never looks wrinkled anyway. It's a zen thing? I stopped folding my underwear a long time ago. I just wad it up and throw it in the drawer. That's really beautiful, Norris. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, well, I'm going to take that year and a half as vacation sometime, but you're going to be on your deathbed and be saying, where did all the time go? Why don't I just kill myself right now to avoid that moment of horrible realization? It would save time. And time is money. I have to talk to you. This is serious. What? I have to ask you something. Okay. But first, you have to promise to tell me the truth. Okay, what? Do you promise? What is it? It's Really important. What? Did you eat my Cocoa Krispies? No. Liar. I didn't. 
You know, if you just fold these shirts in half instead of doing this trifold thing, then you only have to fold it once this way. And so you'd save two whole steps. Three if it's a long sleeve shirt. Thanks. You really didn't eat my cocoa crispies? I don't eat that shit, Norris. No, you eat bean scum and leaves. Right, so why are you even asking me? Well, I just bought a box day before yesterday, and I've only eaten one bowl's worth, and now it's gone. Oh, you know what? I think Hunter used it. What do you mean he used it? As bait for the glue traps. Are you serious? That is so incredibly insensitive. Just make him buy you some more. Yeah, and he'll buy the smallest size, just like whenever he has to get milk for the house, he only gets a quart, and I always get a gallon. Besides, that's not the point. The point is that those were my Cocoa Krispies. Oh, please. I'll go buy you some right now. Don't take his side, Ford. I'm not taking his side. I just don't want to listen to you bitch and moan for the next hour and a half about breakfast cereal. I got up very early this morning, Norris. I watched the sunrise. I meditated. I did my laundry. And now I'm folding it slowly and quietly, allowing the discipline of folding to distract my mind from itself so it can be open to the true nature of things. Because this afternoon, I have an appointment with a prospective client, which might mean major bucks for me, and you are upsetting the delicate balance I am striving to achieve in the hopes of attaining that goal. I'm merely expressing myself. Yeah, well, express this. He flings a pair of underwear at Norris, hitting him in the face. Gross, you dick! I don't want your cheesy old underwear in my face! <laughs> How's your head? Fine. You're not hungover? I don't get hangovers. You've just forgotten what it feels like not to have one. We did not drink that much. Maybe not for Dylan Thomas. Wimp. You guys drank half a bottle of tequila. You were tanked. Hunter was tanked. I was fine. You were both sloppy, smelly, fall down, talk too loud, and stick your face too close to mine, drunk. And you were farting indiscriminately. You're just jealous. You pissed in the sink. I did not. Oh yes, you did. I would never. See, you blacked out. You guys always do that, and then I get up to brush my teeth in the morning, and the sink smells like piss, and I just want to blow chunks all over the place. I can't believe I did that. My opinion of myself has just taken a major dive. Good. You need a more realistic self-image. Why would I do that? Because it's fun. Fun? Peeing in a sink is fun. Sure. Peeing anywhere you're not supposed to pee is fun. Well, I guess that makes New York fun capital of the world. Oh, come on. Haven't you ever peed off a building? They have special phone lines for that, Ford. If you hadn't been so drunk, you'd remember how much fun it was. You know what's really fun? Peeing in a toaster. Only make sure it's turned on first. What time is it? 8.30. 11? I don't know. Shit. Now I'm totally unmotivated. Don't think of it as unmotivated. Think of it as relaxed. If you relax too much, you die. Hey, Zen boy. Listen to yourself. See, you keep thinking that motivation is something you need, when in reality, it just gets in your way. I am so weird. I am. I felt really great when I got up this morning, full of energy and optimism about the day ahead. And now, all of a sudden, I'm on the verge of a coma. Go back to sleep. No. Why not? Because then my energy will be all fucked up from my interview, and I won't get the job, and then I won't be able to buy that Masoni suit. 
No, I should just stop thinking about it and do it. Do what? <laughs> well, I should go over my portfolio, make sure it's in order. I should shave. I should go to the gym. I should write about a million letters to all the people I ever knew in my life. I should go back to school and get my degree. I should rid myself of all negative thinking. I should take an active part in local government. I should make a personal commitment to a healthier environment. I should be the catalyst for my dysfunctional family to begin healing. Oh, lighten up. Look at what you've accomplished already. Look at all those perfect little underwears in a stack. Presentation is everything. You should work at the Gap. Now what? Drink some coffee. Maybe I've got chronic fatigue syndrome. Maybe you're just a whining yuppie. I am not a yuppie. You shave on a regular basis. You refer to people as clients and look me in the eye and tell me this isn't true. Whenever you get depressed, you buy something you don't need and you feel better immediately. Yeah, but I have not worn a pair of suspenders since I was in Godspell in high school. You have a gold card. I am not a yuppie. Let's take a simple quiz. Which of the following do you have? Doctor? Well, yeah. Dentist? Sure. Accountant? Of course. Shrink? You know I do. Hairdresser? Yeah, but I haven't been real happy with her lately. Acupuncturist? Is there a point to all this? You have a staff. Oh, please. I am a functioning member of a service economy. I buy services that I really need from professionals who do a really good job. You are a total sucker for new and embarrassing ways to spend money. Okay, but part of that is that I'm a Taurus, right? And I have this psychic need for material comfort. Oh, that's convenient. Yuppie? No way am I a yuppie. The only way you're not a yuppie is if I never peed in the sink. Deal. Wow. I guess reality is not nearly as confining as I thought. Do you have any dope? Hunter enters. Anybody know anybody who wants to stay up all night for ten bucks an hour? Doing what? Watching equipment. What kind of equipment? Two twelve-foot scaffolding towers, a bunch of cable. Cash? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Do it, Norris. You could pee off the top and nobody would ever know. Why do they need to be watched? Keep people from stealing them, basically. Trashing them, sleeping on them. I don't know. Are you interested? Maybe. Well, I gotta know now, because they have to be watched tonight. From when to when? About 2 a.m. to 7 tomorrow morning. That's only five hours. Yeah, something like that. Well, that's only $50. Do you want to do it or not? Stay up all night for just 50 bucks? It's not like you have to work or anything. Just sit on your fat ass all night long. Yeah, make myself available to any stray psycho killer who just happens to wander into the picture. Forget it. Where? Village. NYU. I'll do it for a hundred. Norris, the offer is ten bucks an hour. We can't afford any more. I'm pouring a shitload of my own money into this thing already because I need it for my real. Seventy-five. Ten bucks, Norris. Ten bucks an hour. There is no room for discussion. Do you want to do it or not? Because there are other people who will. You know, you're always bitching about how you don't have any money. I just thought you might want to, but if you don't, forget it. I don't care. Yeah, I'll do it. Tonight? Tonight. Shit, it's supposed to rain, isn't it? <sighs> Perfect, this always happens to me. What's for breakfast? Not Cocoa Krispies, thanks to you. What? 
Ford says you used my Cocoa Krispies for the glue traps. I said I thought. I didn't say I knew for sure. I used whatever was there. I don't know what it was. Well, you owe me a box. And a big box. Not one of those little ones. It was the biggest one. I'm really hungry. I have some food in the fridge. You're welcome to it. Is it real? I've been operating under the assumption that it is, and I haven't run into any trouble. Yet. Because some of that stuff you eat, Ford, I don't know. It's almost like food, but it doesn't quite make it. And I can only eat real food. Well, there's tofu. Not real. Not even close. I need something from the four major food groups. Tofu is protein. Wait, no. It's a vegetable. The four major food groups, Ford, sugar, salt, grease, and alcohol. You are twisted. Mars bar and a beer. It's a complete meal. What else do you have? Tabbouleh? Eh. Give me something I can work with, babe. A kumquat. Norris and Hunter stare at each other. What the fuck is that? And some cheese. Cheese I can deal with. Thanks, Binky. Hunter exits. I'll never see those Cocoa Krispies again. You know I never will. Norris, if you love something, set it free. Oh, thank you, Swami Bessie. I'm serious, though. Did you notice how he just kind of shrugged it off when I said you owe me a box and he just said I'm really hungry? I don't know why I should expect anything different. He does the same thing all the time, always has. Do you know how long I've known him? He just acts like he owns the fucking world. I'm going across the street. Do you want anything? What are you getting? Coffee. Would you get me some? Sure. My money's upstairs. Don't worry about it. Ford exits. Norris examines Ford's laundry and begins refolding it. Hunter enters, carrying a plastic bowl. Look at this cheese. Is that weird or what? It's just cheese. What kind, though? I don't know. Healthy? Fuck. We need to get a roommate who eats like a real person. Didn't we used to have some donuts? Yeah, about a month ago. So you'll do this? You'll watch that shit tonight? I said I would. Okay. I'm calling Bart, so you can't wimp out when it gets to be about midnight and say, Oh, shit, I don't feel so good. Maybe I should stay at home. I would never. (laughs) Right. You might find this hard to believe, Hunter, but some people around here stick to it when they give you their word. Just like some people around here have respect for other people's private property. Oh, fuck. Now what? It's not the Cocoa Krispies themselves, Hunter. It's the principle of the thing. Norris, there was only about half a... There was only about a spoonful in there. I had to put something on the glue trap as bait. What do you want me to do? Go buy a whole thing of cereal just to use about a spoonful? You're the one who's so freaked out by the mice anyway. I'm not freaked out by them. I just hate going into the pantry and having to dig through rat turds to get anything to eat. If you weren't allergic to cats, we wouldn't have this problem. Oh, now I'm supposed to feel guilty because I'm a human being? Who said you were supposed to feel guilty about anything? What makes you think mice are going to like Cocoa Krispies anyway? Are you kidding? Mice eat anything. They even eat those rice cake things that Ford eats. They're always getting into those. So how come you didn't use those for bait? How come it's always my shit you take? Well, I figured this was going to be the last thing that some poor mouse would ever eat. I should give it a break. Those rice wads taste like styrofoam. At least Cocoa Krispies has flavor. Aha! See? What? You said Cocoa Krispies has flavor, which means you know what they taste like, which means you ate some. 
Well, yeah, in my life I have eaten Cocoa Krispies. In the last 24 hours, you have eaten my Cocoa Krispies. You know, I could understand this if this was your stereo, or your computer, or your car. I don't have any of those things. So what, you're making up for it being, like, car proud with your fucking cereal? Is that it? Are you Cocoa Krispy proud? All I want you to do is admit that you took my cereal without asking for you to apologize and for you to buy me some more. See... You shouldn't have done that. If I know that's what you want me to do, then automatically, I don't want to do it. It's just a basic response I have. Sorry. That's like saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I shot you in the face, but I've always been a psycho killer, so it wasn't really my fault. Works for me. There's no talking to you. I guess not, so why don't you shut up? Ford enters, carrying a bag of groceries. What'd you get? Lots of good stuff. I got plain yogurt. <laughs> Some skim milk? That shit is paint, man. Some real milk for you two fat suckers. See? He gets a whole gallon. And the largest box of Cocoa Krispies ever in the history of God. Oh, excellent. This doesn't mean you still don't owe me a box. And three cups of coffee. You're all right, man. Oh, sure. Somebody gives you shit. They're all right. Norris turns to leave. Where are you going? I'm going to get some coffee cups. They're in cups already. Yeah, but coffee tastes better when it's in a ceramic cup. Do you have any scientific data to back that up? Yes. Norris exits. He's fucking out of control, Ford. I know. Yesterday he yelled at me because I rinsed something off too much before I put it in the dishwasher. I may have to resort to violence. He's just frustrated. Well, so am I, but I'm not an asshole about it. Okay, but when I'm an asshole, it doesn't bother me nearly as much as when he's one. What is he so frustrated by, anyway? His life. What are you so frustrated by? His life? Oh, look. There's a bee in this bowl. On this cheese. They stare at it. Bees are so cool. Look how they're designed. It looks stoned. It's eating that cheese. Bees don't eat cheese. That one does. I came in the kitchen the other day. There was a goddamn bumblebee scratching its back on the light bulb. Just kind of flying around, rubbing its back up against the light bulb. Can you believe it? Bugs in this house are so weird. I mean, if you're going to be nature, act natural. It's goat cheese. What is this? Bees eating cheese, scratching their backs. Man, this sucks. Hey, bees have a hard life. I mean, they work all the time. So, Binky, I have a new girlfriend. I know, I met her. No, that one's history. The blonde? Yeah. I liked her. You can have her. What? She was nice. She was smart. She was pretty. She was pathological. How was she pathological? Total tease. Really? I mean, she played some major, major games. That's too bad. She's totally afraid of commitment. I mean, I was there. I was ready. And she wasn't. No way. She said she was, but when it came down to it, she chickened out. How long did you guys see each other? Long enough. A month. Wow. You can tell pretty much everything about somebody after a month, don't you think? It's a long time. This new girl, though. She's pretty cool. You would like her. Great. What's her name? 
Linda. What does she do? She's an artist. Cool. What kind of art? You know, neurotic woman art. Like what? Mostly video stuff, I think. I've only seen one thing. She's lying in this bathtub, and then all this animated shit comes out of her head. She makes films? No way. She's just some kind of artist. Something bogus, like performance art. Do you like her? I don't know. <laughs> I might. I do sometimes. You guys must have a lot in common. You know, with her making videos. Some. She's kind of a Jap, though. She has a car. Great. A Miata. Norris enters carrying a tray. On it are three coffee mugs, three spoons, a half-empty pint container of ice cream, and an opened can of chocolate syrup. You guys, I was looking on the calendar on the front of the fridge, and guess what today is? Your birthday. No. Guess. I give up. What? The anniversary of the first atomic bomb. Excellent. Don't you think that's weird they would choose that date to commemorate? And with an illustration, no less. Let's celebrate. Could this be a tequila-related event? Not for me. No, that's what all of this is for, to celebrate. Indicating the tray. Oh, Binky, you never join our reindeer games. I have a job interview today. I can't. Let's just have some ice cream and coffee. I don't know. It seems so wimpy. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, Hunter. I can't start this early. Man, you are turning into an old man. An old man with no balls. An old man with no dick. Noon. Start whenever you want. I'm starting now. Hunter exits. Great. Now he's going to make me spend my whole day off drunk. I thought you didn't get drunk. I don't get hangovers. I get drunk. A lot. A little too much, you know what I mean? Just say no. Yeah, but then he'll say I'm wimping out. So? I just don't want him to think that. He already thinks he's such a giant among men. I can't let him get away with it. That's a really stupid reason, Norris. Yeah, well, he doesn't ride you like he rides me. Only because you let him. I do not let him. I do not. I'm the only one around here who calls him on his shit. You antagonize him, which just makes him antagonize you more. So what, I'm just supposed to let him get away with everything? Of course not. Not if he's seriously infringing upon your rights as a human being. But every little thing? God, it gets so exhausting. Him eating my Cocoa Krispies is an infringement on my rights. I guess it's just a question of perspective. Don't you think I have a right to have food in this house without people eating it? Of course. I mean, I'm sorry. I just think if something's important to you, you should speak up about it. You just like to argue. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Then why are you making such a big deal about it? I'm not making a big deal. You were the one who sounded a little concerned about how much you were drinking earlier. I think you're letting this competition thing with Hunter turn into the perfect excuse for you to drink more. I don't need an excuse, Ford, and I don't need a shrink either, okay? Okay. Sorry. You want ice cream in your coffee? No. What? It's good. No, thanks. Aren't you going to put yours in a cup? No. Here, pour the milk in first, then pour the coffee in. It tastes better that way. Norris pours milk into a mug, then reaches for Ford's paper cup of coffee. Norris, don't. It's good. I mean it. Ford takes the coffee from Norris. Look, 
even if that was going to be the best cup of coffee I ever had in my life, and even if drinking it out of this paper cup is going to make it the most rancid cup ever since the beginning of time, I would rather drink it out of this paper cup. Can you understand that? You're serious, aren't you? Yes. You have to stop telling me how to change everything I do so that I do everything like you, okay? I'm not you, Norris. We're two different people. We have two different ways of doing things, and they're both valid. I only tell you things because I think they'll help you. I appreciate that, but you would really help me out if you quit doing it altogether. Okay. God. Thank you. Hunter enters holding a bottle of tequila in one hand and a glue trap with a mouse caught in it in the other. Hey, Norris. Those Cocoa Krispies did the trick. Look what I found. Oh, gross. Is it still alive? <laughs> yeah. Throw it away. No, don't. You want to keep it? You can't just throw it away and let it lay there in the garbage and die a slow and agonizing death. It's a mouse. That doesn't mean it can't suffer. Eat it. It's lower on the food chain. You're lower on the food chain. Eat me, then. We have to do something. What, you want to pry it loose and set it free? We can't have mice in the house, for They're filthy. They eat our food. They carry disease. I know that. But now that we've caught it, we have a responsibility. We can't just let it lay there and die. We have to kill it. Yeah! You don't want us to let it die, so you want to kill it. That makes a lot of sense. Geek it! We have to put it out of its misery. We have to alleviate its suffering. Drown it. That's a terrible way to die. Oh, well, let's get it some morphine. Call in a priest. Hold its little mouse hand and say, go toward the light. Something fast. Put it in the blender. Put it in one of those Splarby health drinks you make. I'm sure it's got lots of protein. Alleviate its suffering? Get serious. You sound like L.A. Law. Look at it, Norris. Look at its eyes. You don't think it's suffering? What are you, the prince of mice? Next thing you know, you'll get rid of all the buck spray in the house because it makes the roaches suffer. Actually, that wouldn't be a bad idea. You have lost it, Ford. All this new age shit has scrambled your brain. Not because of the roaches suffering. I don't care about that. But because that shit's poison, man. That's the kind of stuff that's fucking up your allergies. Wait a minute. You don't care about the roaches, but here you are all concerned about this mouse. What's the difference? When I look at this mouse, I see it's suffering. I don't see roaches suffering. When bums come up to us on the street, you're always saying, don't give them money. You don't have any money to give them anyway. Fuck off. You're always saying, don't give them money because you're interfering with their karma when you do. And they're suffering. Yeah, but I am not personally responsible for them being where they are. We are responsible for this mouse being in this glue trap. It is suffering because of us. The least we can do, the most humane thing we can do, is end its suffering. By killing it? Yes. That is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. You think by throwing it in the garbage, we're not killing it? I think we should see how many different ways we can make it suffer. Put toothpicks in it, pour Drano on it, put it in the microwave. I will not have that mouse in the microwave. The glue trap's made out of styrofoam. It's microwave safe. Were you a Nazi in a former life? I hope so. Here, give it to me. Shit, poor thing. Sorry, bud. You were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. He turns and exits. Norris follows him off. Hunter remains on stage, eating cereal. Where are you going? I'm going to get a plastic bag. 
Don't tell me you're going to suffocate it. No, I am not going to suffocate him. That's a terrible way to die. I'm going to put him in a plastic bag, and then I'm going to put that in a paper bag, and then... How do you know it's a him? Her, then. It. I mean, if you're going to be all ethically correct, you can't afford to let a little sexism creep in. And then I'm going to put this mouse of whatever sex, neither of which superior or inferior, but rather complementary, mirroring the other in a beautiful cosmic harmony. Are you satisfied? Now, I am putting it into this paper bag. Why? Because... That way it won't be able to see when I bash its brains in with this hammer. Ford enters holding a folded over paper bag and a hammer. Norris is right behind him. You mean that way you won't have to look at it when you bash its brains in with that hammer? That too. Binky the Terminator! I think if you're gonna kill it, you should have to watch it die. I am so glad you feel compelled to share with me your way of executing mice, Norris. Do you see what you're doing? This is exactly what I was talking about earlier. Besides, that is a total vegetarian argument, and you eat Vienna sausages. Now those I did not touch. Ford sets the bag on the table and steps back. Should we say a prayer or something? You should pray nobody ever finds out what a dink you are. I'm sorry I have to kill you, Mouse. Not half as sorry as I am. (laughs) Uh, Do it, Binky! What are you waiting for? Ford hits the bag with the hammer. Hard. He hits it several times. Probably a bit more than necessary. I really need to get laid. This is so lame. How do you feel? Did you get a boner? I just watched a grown man savagely murder a defenseless animal, all because it was the humane thing to do. I live with this person. I share a bathroom with this person. I... What's that on your leg? Where? There. Oh! Oh, some of that mouse's gut splarved out of that bag onto my leg! Oh! He does a little dance of revulsion and runs out of the room. I'm exhausted. Don't you want to look at it? No. Oh, come on. You know you do. No. You have to. A pause. Then Ford opens the bag. They peer inside. Boy, you obliterated that thing. You think it's dead? Dead? It's strawberry yogurt. I think I'm going to cry. Don't wimp out on me, Binky. And whatever you do... Don't think about this poor mouse's wife and six baby kids waiting back at home for this guy to bring them their dinner. Shut up. Little Timmy Mouse and Becky Mouse. Shut up! Their cute little baby mouse faces all scrunched up saying, where's our daddy? We should write a letter. Dear Mrs. Mouse, we regret to inform you that your husband was tragically killed in the line of duty. Here's his body in a bag. We're really sorry. Now fuck off. He died big, man. I just remembered. I read in the Science Times. I think mice are the only species that really do mate for life. That are completely monogamous. You must feel really bad now. His poor wife will never get laid again. I wonder if mice can feel grief. I wonder if mice can feel pissed. Wow. What? I just killed something. 
I am the dark angel of death. Now don't go getting a swelled head. I wonder what this does for me karma-wise. You're fucked. Give it up. Do a shot. He has poured shots. He places one in front of Ford. Oh, man. I really shouldn't. What the fuck? Norris enters, toweling dry his leg, as Ford and Hunter drink. I cannot believe you got mouse guts on my leg. I will never forgive you. Oh, great. Look at you, Mr. Just Say No. Hey, I've been through a lot today. Spare me. God, can you imagine? I mean, what if you were stuck to this thing? You couldn't move. You couldn't get loose. And then this big, monster, hideous, huge monster thing just picks you up and sticks its big, scary face in yours and starts carrying you around. I wonder how long it was there before we found it. Who knows? Maybe all night. That is so awful. Being trapped. Just waiting. Not really knowing what you're waiting for, but totally powerless. All this time to just... fear. It must have seemed like eternity. That's the thing about dying. It takes so long. Hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? We're all dying. Right now. You are? From the minute you're born, you're dying. Life is a complete and total ripoff. Speak for yourself. You just don't want to face up to it because you know you're going to come back as a rat and get your head caved in by some human. You're going to come back as one of us and have to live with yourself. Norris, that's a really simplistic view of karma. It's not so cut and dried. It's not just, 20 years ago, I stole a nickel. Hey, where's that nickel I just had? What is it then? Oh, master? Well, it's not so totally personal. I mean, it is, but it's... It's more of a manifestation of the interdependence of all things and all times. It's like if you have a particular karma issue in this life, it might be inherited from a past life, but it also might be from something you're going to do in a future life. And it might be group karma. It might be from somebody else's life altogether. You mean the reason I'm not rich and famous is because somebody else fucked up? Um, possibly. Sort of. Well, who? I have a few things to say to him. See, all planes, all times, everything exists simultaneously. There's just this one moment, and everything is contained in it. Pyramids being built, the Crusades, the Beatles playing on Ed Sullivan, you taking a whiz in the bathroom sink. It all happens at the same time. That's why there's really no such thing as death. Tell that to this mouse. It's true. How do you know? I just know it. What, it came to you in a vision? Well, no, but I've read a lot about it and... In other words, you read it in a book, so you know it must be true. Not exactly. Yes, exactly. You really have no more idea than the rest of us. It's something that I believe. Just like I believe coffee tastes better when you drink it out of a ceramic cup. I think it's a little deeper than that. How? You're always so morally superior when the truth is... I am not morally superior. When the truth is, you're just as much of a deadbeat, low-life scum as anybody else. I never said I wasn't. You do just as much bullshit for the system. You kiss just as much ass. You are just as shallow and greedy and materialistic as any other American. You can meditate, chant, and burn incense all you want. You can pay some asshole to jab needles into your face and another one to analyze every single little thing 
thing that's ever happened in your life. But when is the last time you gave your lunch to somebody who was starving? When is the last time you gave your room to some homeless person? When is the last time you gave that fucking designer shirt off your back to somebody who really needed it? Are you, like, mad at me about something? No. Really? No. Because if you are, let's talk about it. Are you guys going to do another shot? Are you? Yeah. Pinky? No, I can't. Who's stopping you? I have a job interview. Reschedule it. Okay. Wow, twist your arm. Well, what if I get all dressed up and go into the city and then this guy doesn't want to hire me? What if I just lose control and kill him? That's already happened once today. Really? Killing's like sex. Once you get a taste of it, you just want more. Now, I'm only doing the humane thing by staying home. You are so full of shit. Yeah, but Norris, it's natural shit. He starts putting stacks of laundry into his laundry basket. Who refolded my laundry? I just did that one shirt. Why? I don't know. I'll fold it back if you want. No, that's not necessary. You just... You are so weird, Norris. Ford exits with laundry basket. Oh, and you're not. Where are you going? To get my phone. Okay, but don't even think about going to work. He pours a shot and places one in front of Norris. Mm, shit. Where's yours? Ford and I already had one. You have to catch up. Oh, God. God can't help you now. This is your karma. Yeah, from somebody else's life. Yours. Pay the piper, dude. Norris drinks the shot and makes a terrible face. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mm. My guts are burning. I'm going to die. I hope you're happy. Oh, Delirious. Let's do another one. Ford enters with a remote phone. Hunter pours three shots. Yeah, Stuart Shapiro, please. Uh, Ford Thompson, thanks. Only half that much for me. Stuart, hi. Listen, I've run into a little snag. I just finished this big job for another client of mine. It's already closed and shipped, but now they have some last-minute changes. I'm serious. We had to literally stop the presses. Oh, it's a mess. But I was wondering if we could reschedule for tomorrow. Oh, you don't mind? Great. I really hate to call you at the last minute, but I want to take care of this myself instead of just letting the printer handle it. They'd probably do fine, but just in case. Everybody's put so much work into it. I want to make sure it gets done right. <laughs> well, yeah, it's my job. <laughs> okay, listen, thanks for being flexible. What's good for you? Ten o'clock it is. Great, thanks again. That wasn't so hard now, was it? Nope. Plus, now he knows I'm a go-the-extra-mile-get-the-job-done-right kind of guy, no matter how long it takes. But you're not. I am, sort of. You hate to work. I hate to work any more than is absolutely necessary. There's a difference. Okay, let's do it. What do we drink to? Hmm. The bomb. The bomb. The bomb.
think we'll ever see one. Ugh, what? Nuclear bomb. I doubt it. Oh, uh, I don't know. Some terrorist group will probably get a hold of one and blow up a city. Do you remember when you first realized when you were a kid that they could blow up the whole world? Yeah. No. I had nightmares about that all the time. I tied my little brother's G.I. Joe to a Coke bottle full of gasoline and blew it up and told him he'd been nuked. <laughs> nice. What does your little brother do now? He works for the IRS. Well, he's obviously paying for your bad karma. I hope you're happy. What happened to the G.I. Joe? He was wasted. His skin melted. You could see all the wires and shit inside him. There was this little box, too, that talked because he was the talking kind. He'd pull his dog tag and he'd say, G.I. Joe, reporting for duty, sir. That still worked, actually. See? There is no death. I bet that's why the Japanese are so rich now. What? Well, because they got all the good karma from being blown up by us. We spent all our karma on the bomb. So why is Germany so rich then? They killed a bazillion people. You guys are so off base. I'm telling you, it's all connected. We are all connected. New York Telephone. Fuck you. Another round, gentlemen? Oh, why the hell not? Not for me. Binky, you already called in sick. Yeah, but I cannot drink tequila all day. I'm too old. Where are you going? Across the street to spend my karma on a six-pack of beer. What kind? I don't know. Corona? Yuppie beer. Meisterbrow, then. Care to contribute? I don't have any karma to spare, man. I understand. Would you get me a Mars bar? I need one for my balanced breakfast. What time is it? Eleven. Great. Just in time for Three's Company. All right. What do we do with this mouse? Throw it away. Ford tosses it in the trash. Norris eyes him. What? I'm not saying a word. For once. Be right back. He exits. I call the Barker lounger. No way! You had it last night! You snooze, you lose. I call the remote then. No way! You'll make us watch PBS. It's good! It sucks. What's wrong with Three's company? We gotta get cable. Just another bill you can't pay. They exit. If we had cable, we'll be able to see stupid teenage sex comedies with real tits instead of a poor excuse like Three's Company. If we had cable, before you knew it, we'd have a cleaning person, and then we'd have to get real furniture for them to keep clean, and then somebody would have to get a fax machine, and then we'd all have to get real jobs and go to networking parties and get ulcers and high blood pressure, have to stop eating salt, date women who are smarter than we are, invest in socially irresponsible profit-making schemes, get married, get fat, lose our hair, and explode. It's not worth it. I still want it. Blackout. That was Bachelor Holiday by Alan Ball. Radio Play Revival is conceived and directed by Josh Johnston. This episode was edited by Ryan Schleifman. Casting by David Caparelliotis. Theme music by Joseph Falcon. The production assistant was Zoe Cameron. And the literary manager was Victoria Ungvarsky. Executive producers are Stacey Levine and David Caparelliotis. I'm Sam Chuchovis. Join us again for Season 2 
beginning in January 2023. So, until we meet again, good night and good health. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.